Hey, everybody, welcome to Across the Palmcast with Dave. And Abby. We are back. It's uh, springtime slash summer. It's like spring heading into summer, in the northern yeah. hemisphere at least. Um, so it's good. It's good. It's warm. It's sunny. Uh, all good things. Right. Uh, so today's episode, guys, is a fun little one. I was I recently read an article about how the you know how um, the Queen of England is associated with corgis. It's like her Queen Elizabeth, her thing is corgis. Well, apparently, the the dynasty of corgis in the in the in the oh, well, what's the what, what's the palace they live in? What's it called? Yeah, apparently that's over now because her last cor she used to breed corgis for like the last like seven years, but her last one died, and she didn't want to have any more puppies without her being alive. So she doesn't have any more. She has other dogs, but it's no more corgis anymore. So the, the legacy of corgis is in the Buckingham Palace is now over. So I read that and I was like, well, that's kind of sad. But here's what are world dog breeds are out there, you know? Fun little diversion to go with that. And I found there's quite a lot of uh, – I have a list of seven here that are world dog breeds across the world. And it's pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, first off, um, Akitas, if you're familiar with Akitas, they kind of like – they're kind of like bear, bearish type dogs. They're very large and fluffy. Uh, well, apparently they are. They used to be related to uh, Jap Japanese imperial elite. Uh, so actually, for one from point in time, they could only be owned by Japanese shoguns, which is like a, I guess it's kind of like an it's like a leader of sorts. I, I, I'm not too familiar with Japanese history to know, but I know shoguns are some kind of like they're, they're like a lord i guess in like japanese history i think if i'm wrong please correct me but i think that's what i understand them to be uh but yeah so i guess akias were for a time they were only allowed to be owned by shoguns for purpose of hunting bears in other large game i think it basically makes me feel sad though yeah also like bears are quite large yeah also i didn't know they had bears in japan Um, yeah, and actually, apparently, in 1899, the Emperor Taisho—I'm probably pronouncing that wrong—he was photographed with his own Akiyas in the picture in 1899. Um, but now, because they're, they're clear a breed of national importance, they're available for everybody to own now. So now it's kind of like everybody can own one because they're like a—I guess like a symbol of Japanese national pride, I guess, which is cool. Like I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think definitely. I don't think America doesn't have like a national dog. I mean, people love people love all dogs here. I guess for England, it probably is probably is or was the corgi, I suppose. Probably that would make sense since they were so like entwined with the queen's image. Yeah, we have some more fun facts about the corgi for the queen in a little bit, but I'm gonna get through this list first, and we'll go and do a little bit more, uh, some more in depth dog diving. Dog diving, that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, so beagles were actually very important to uh, England, actually, before the corgi. They're like, they're like the corgi of, like, early English history. Uh, apparently, uh, they were brought over by William the Conqueror. So what else is new? What else he brought to England? Um, and apparently, uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, King Henry VII, which had been O. Henry VIII's father, he kept glove beagles. Um, they were so small they fit into the palm of leather glove. Oh. Yeah. It's How a, did they stay that tiny? 
I don't maybe they maybe he bred the smallest dogs because I'm breeding the smallest ones together so they can get a smaller dog. I don't know how dog breeding works. I mean it probably wasn't healthy for the dogs to do that. But it just made for a really cute picture. Imagine a beagle being fit into your palm of your glove. Yeah. I'm not sure why you'd want that though. But I don't know. The um the tutors were weird. We'll go with that. Uh, so next on the list, uh, toy spaniels. Um, so can you guess wh what king made the spaniel popular? I'm sure you can guess if you think of the name of a very popular spaniel. Yeah, um, yeah I was just trying to – I'm not sure which one, but they were definitely from Spain. Uh, so it's uh, – Ferdinand? What? No, no. Ferdinand? No, so you know, and actually, it's actually an English king. Surprisingly enough. Uh, so King Charles is a King Charles Spaniel is a type of, is a type of Spaniel. So he, yeah, so he, they were his favorite Donald. He was uh, one of, they were actually popular for all the Stuart Kings. It was the Charles, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And uh, yeah, so, and apparently also Queen Victoria had a Spaniel as well. His name was Dash. So he, she got him when she was seventeen, and when he died, she had an epitaph written for his for his tomb. So his attachment was without selfishness, his playfulness without malice, his fidelity without deceit. Reader, if you would live beloved, if you live beloved and die regretted, profit by example of Dash. Oh, that's really sweet. That is really sweet. Victoria was a very interesting woman. She was, yeah. So yeah, so we have that. Next, another English relation here, the Labrador Retriever. Um, apparently that was a favorite of King George VI, which was Queen Elizabeth's current queen. It was her father. He loved hunting dogs, and particularly he loved Labrador Retrievers. He actually breeded them at his estate in Sandringham. I don't know what that is, but apparently that's a thing. Sandringham, yeah. Yeah, so he kept them as working dogs and as pets. Um, and actually, they're still part of the royal household for hunting dogs ever since then. Uh, Oscar's worth a favorite of the queen since she left the corgi. She wants a smaller dog. I guess Labrador's kind of a big dog. You can't put him on your lap. I don't know about that. I mean, you can. It's not very comfortable. They'll try. Yeah. They are sweet dogs. They are very sweet dogs. Um, so next on the list, uh, this is a French word. Let's see how bad I butcher this. A Bichon Freeze. Apparently, um, the American Kennel Club calls the Bichon Freeze the Royal Lap Warmer. And apparently, uh, there are several portraits from the 13th century in Europe with women and men and children with these little lap, these dogs on their laps. Um, so apparently, they were they're very small, like toy dogs. They're very, very fluffy. Uh, and actually, uh, it's reported that King Henry III of France loved them so much that he actually kept a few around his neck in a little basket. Which, why would you put a basket around your neck with dogs in it? I do not understand that at all. I don't understand that either. I mean, that would hurt your neck. I would think so. I don't know. I mean, it's King Henry III dress. We're going. We're going way far back. So maybe it's just maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know. Maybe he used it for warmth. I guess. Maybe. Uh, next is the Shih Tzu. 
it's, it's, it's referred to as the lion dog. What? Because it resembles a big cat. I don't see that at all. You, see, I don't, you know what she looks like? I don't either, but this bus walker that I'm reading from says the Shih Tzu has been bred throughout history to be a lion dog, resembling the big cat, which is a big factor in its appeal to Chinese royalty. I don't see, I don't see it. But hey, the Chinese see it. It's all America. It's their cultural connection, and that's fine. Um, they were often symbolic gifts to imperial leaders in China. Uh, the Dowager Empress, okay, I'm going to butcher this to Zuzi. I cannot pronounce any kind of Asian language, period. I just don't have the the knowledge of it. But anyways, Dowager Empress Zuzi, who ruled China from the end of the 19th century to the beginning of the 20th century, was a particular fan of these. Uh, but they reached back, way back in the history with many dynasties having them. And I love this part. Some of the royalties to actually carry the dogs in their sleeves of their – of their outfits. Did we talk about this before? I don't think so. Did we? I wonder. I want to remember. I'm honestly maybe in Mulan. Did somebody have a dog in their sleeve? I don't know. I don't remember that in Mulan, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember speaking to you about this. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently, though, if you were a non-imperial owner who had a dog in your sleeve, you could be punished by death for that. So it's very – it is rough. So no dog in the sleeve, yeah. That's quite serious. It is quite serious. They take their dog, take their dog dormants very seriously, apparently. I don't know. I really want – I don't – I'm seeing the picture of the dog. I'm trying to see – I'm trying to see the lion example. I guess because it has all that fur around its face. I guess it kind of – maybe, maybe – yeah, I guess. All right, well, I mean, hey, whatever works for them. I just, it is funny to think of a dog in your sleeve, though. I mean, that's pretty cute. Like, we should hand somebody's dog up there. Where did a dog come from? <laughs> um, so, the last one on the list is a Great Pyrenees. Oh. Yes, which, nice. which is another very large dog. And, um, they are. They are the royal dog of France because they were long connected to the French nobility. And they were actually adopted as guard dogs um, for chateaus and palaces during the, during the 17th century. Louis XIV loved them so much he declared it the royal dog in 1675. Um, so they were a royal dog, yeah. And that, it makes sense. The Pyrenees are in, the Pyrenees are in France, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they, I, don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen one in person before. I don't think I have, but they do look very majestic in the pictures. Okay. So those are seven breeds of royal dogs. Um, but to go back to specifically like you know British royal dogs, that's very very fascinating. Just to dive in the British aspect of it. Um, so Elizabeth Elizabeth got her, her first exposure to a corgi was when her dad had in 1933. Um, but isn't her love for them didn't start until 40 oh, where'd it go? Somewhere I lost it. It's the wrong page. Dang nabbit. I had all those notes and then the computer crashed and I lost which one I had and I don't know which one it was that I had it on. But something about how she had she got into I know. 
somehow how she adopted another corgi and she loved it so much she snuck she snuck she snuck it on their honeymoon with them with her husband. And every single corgi she's had since then has descended from that same dog. Like that that female dog, all her dog corgis from since then, were descendants of that original corgi that she had. I think her name was Susan. I want to say Susan was her, was the name. Yes. Yep. She's gifted this corgi to Susan when she was 18 years old. Um, and over the years, she's owned over 30 Pembroke Welsh corgis, all who have descended from Susan. That's kind of sweet, too. It is. It is. Um, corgis, corgis are really cute. They are adorable. And apparently they're also very intelligent, if I'm not mistaken. I, want, I think I, so. I think they like um, lots of activities and like games. Mm-hmm. Well, for those who are asking, uh, Prince Prince William and Kate, their dog is a cocker spaniel. So they so that will become a new feral dog if, if they want to get in there. It'll be a cocker spaniel, I suppose. We're going to move from corgis to cocker spaniels. Not we. I'm not British. I should not say this. You shall do that. I do not have any connection to the royal family whatsoever. Uh, but you know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's an episode of Royal, Royal Dogs. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know, like, I mean, obviously, just, I just did dogs, but also cats are very important in certain cultures, too. The Egyptians, you know, they admired cats. They had a, a cat god. Uh, yes, they did. I don't remember its name, though. I knew this was a jackal. I don't know what the cat god was. And I also remember, do you remember a cartoon called Sawa about, it was about, it was about a Chinese, what's that? Ah, okay. You ever watching a cartoon when you're younger about, like a, it was like, it was about a cat, it was here, it was in, I think it was either in China or Japan, I think it was China. Sawa? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I remember nothing else. Yeah, I thought I remember about it too. I can't remember if that was. I think it was. Wait, who does the Lantern Festival? Whose culture does the Lantern Festival? Whoever that is, that's where Sawa was. I remember one of the episodes was there was a Lantern Festival. I don't. I don't remember that at all. I. I it's one thing I remember. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. I kind of want to look it up though. Now let's see. Sawa. Nope, that's not. That's a steakhouse. Wait, was it was it a G in there? Maybe. Yeah, Sawa. Ah, uh, Chinese Siamese cat. Okay, so it's China. What? So apparently, Sawa literally means silly melon head. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that's uh, episode on royal dogs. I uh, hope we find it interesting. It's something I didn't really know much about before that, but uh, it just kind of, you know, spoke to me when I saw that about the, about the corgis being done because, you know, it's kind of sad. I always remember corgis. So, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anything, you have anything else to add, Abby? Not really. Yeah, I knew about the corgis, but um, all of the other dogs were interesting as well. Um, I quite... I like dogs. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I really like beagles a lot, actually. Speaking of going to conquer and beagles, 
Although I don't know where. So actually, uh, the uh, what do you call them? Dash hounds. So whenever I hear somebody say dachshund, I'm like, what's a dachshund? But dachshund is a dash hound, so they pronounce it's pronounced dachshund, and I'm like. What is a dog? I don't understand what a dachshund is. is. That a different dog than a dash? I mean, it's funny because spelling it doesn't look like either pronunciation. I know, I know. That's why I call them weird dogs. Much easier. Yeah. <laughs> they are also very cute. Or sausage dogs. Sausage dogs. Aww. Actually, apparently, the queen actually has two other dogs that are mixed. Are actually a corgi bred with a dash hound. And they're called. I think she still had some dogs. But she, I didn't know what they were. Yeah, those are they're 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 they're, they're dash with corgis. So they're called dorgies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Dog names are funny. They are strange. Yeah, I know. I really want um. Oh, what is it? A Pomsky? So that's a that's a Pomeranian and um, Husky. Yeah. So they're a strange combination. They're so fluffy, like little teddy bears. I know. I like the I like the bears look like dogs. <laughs> I mean, I like I like, yeah. the, I like the dogs look like bears. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a dog growing up? Uh, yes and no. We had a few um, that we looked after for a while. Um, and my stepdad has a dog called Bella, who is a um, Boston Terrier. Oh, okay. That's cute. I never had any dogs growing up. I've always had dogs around me, but I never had my own dog. Yeah. We mostly had cats. Cats are easier. They mind their own business. Most of the time, they're very independent. Yeah, it is admirable. I still say the part take off. I still say the part take off the world. I think cats are slowly thinking how they're going to take over and turn make, and then become cat overlords. They probably already have, and we just don't know. It's true. I remember seeing a meme once about a cat looking up at like a Egyptian hieroglyph of another cat, and they're like, "Yes, it's working. Now they worship us or something." I. I saw it somewhere a long time ago. It was just so clever. I'm like, that's so funny because it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, that's what we wrapped up this episode. Um, so, again, guys, you can find us all over social media. Just Google across the podcast. Find us on your, all your podcasts, listen to your apps. Uh, please email us, write to us, comment at us. Um, let us know anything you want to hear about, topics or episodes or I don't know. Uh, correct my pronunciation. If you know a fun dog rural story, let us hear that. I probably, I'm sure I missed plenty of those. I mean, this is a brief overview of rural dogs. Probably a rural dog somewhere like Finland I didn't even mention. Like a, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Finland has dogs. You know? <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, Finland Finland had royalty, so they probably had a rural dog. Very possible. Anyways, guys, um, so hope we hear from you soon and next, talk to you soon. So for Dave and Abby, have a great day, guys. Cheers.